Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 408 of Live Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Live Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edelweiss, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Steve! Many other people aren't, but I am. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, because Psykit and uh, Alex Turner have both decided to, to stay away, Alex got a, a personal issue, and um, I think Psykit is drinking most of Wales dry out of gin. Go figure. We have had to uh, scour the internet and raid other people's streams to bring us three most excellent contributors we have from the <laughs> from the broadcast we have commander ascorbius hello we're the best of what's left <laughs> uh we also have lcu no fool like three or one uh sorry he's he's not available today it's uh, his assistant assistant powell oblivion <laughs> from uh, canon i believe yes yes are you are you admitting to that at the moment Absolutely. <laughs> and also, we do have a, from the East India Trading Company, we have our, our usual trader, Mac Winston. Hello. Hello, everybody. Well, if you wish you could join us live, we are hanging out in game in open in Lave Station. I do believe Ben and the Chris Mark Four are running around there with Commander Ascorbius joining them. Um, so feel free to to join up. Um, I don't think we can put any bounty on on um, Ben tonight because, well, it's his first show back, and we, we don't really want to uh, to put a downer on things. Uh, if you can't get to us in game, um, you can join us on the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com/live, or click on the live chat, or go straight to Twitch TV slash laveradio, or uh, there's Facebook. 
there's YouTube, and there's Twitter. So yes, we're we're everywhere. <laughs> so I'm going to quickly go around the crew, uh, or and crew and guests, uh, and see how they've been. Mac, you were on last week, so I think we'll catch up with you first. Hello. Uh, we need we need Souverine back to do. Uh, you know how he does the store alert thing. We need one to do nerd alert because we're. I'm about to plumb the depths of nerdery. I've been playing with my most recent retro acquisition, an Atari 800XL, and I kid you not, this thing is amazing. The, the Atari the Atari 8-bit series, if you don't know, came out in 1979, and I kid you not, it has an honest to goodness GPU from 1979. Yep. The, the the chip's called Antic, and I've been playing around with programming this thing. And if, if you remember the original Elite on the BBC Micro, uh, it split the screen between, uh, if I remember correctly, Mode 4 and Mode 2 with a timing trick. So you had to time where to switch modes. Well, on the Atari, you can do that kind of thing, but you, can, you don't need to do any timing tricks. It's got something called a display list. And the Antic basically is instructions. It's like a very simple instruction set for this chip. But... You give it instructions on how to set out the mode, and you can do this for every line on the display using display lists. And it's it's absolutely it's it. I, I was absolutely I'm absolutely blown away with this machine that it can something from 1979 was this relatively speaking advanced. Of course, that when I say GPU, it's nothing like um, the GPUs now, which are you know, like about a million times more powerful, but. It, it's just yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I'm absolutely blown away by this machine. Yeah, I must admit um, the the early Ataris um, Star Raiders on that is yeah. I've been playing that. It's fantastic. It's really it's fast paced. It's not as brutal as the version on the BBs. There was a um, I think no, I'm thinking of Drop Zone. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking I'm think sorry I'm th- not thinking of Star Raiders. I'm thinking of Drop Zone, uh, which is like one of those. Um, I'm trying to think there was a similar game on the BBC Micro, which is absolutely brutally difficult. It's not quite as hard on the Atari, but it's it's really fast, really quick scrolling. Um, very, you know, it, it's, you know, it's like, like the arcade. In fact, well, the Atari's hardware, hardware is based on what they had in, in the arcades at the time, so, um, which was generally better than better hard, hardware than you had in home computers. Uh, but, you know, you just had, and so having a dumb frame buffer, it's got this, this, this chip that's that can do you know it's got you know dma access to the memory it can it can actually run instructions itself which is anyway i, I thought it was really cool so anyway that that's that's me plumbing the depths of of um retro geekery yeah this week. Uh, yeah there was a there was a, the earliest um uh, 3d space game was star raiders on on that atari 800 and when it came out on the on the atari vcs that's the game that got me into wanting to play these these kind of things, which of course uh, led to Elite and and forth. Okay, um, we will pass on to Commander Oscobius. Now I know you've had a tough week. Um, what else have you been up to this this week? This week I've mostly been. Yeah. What have I been doing? Um, I bought a. Um, it's not Oculus anymore, is it? It's uh, Meta, Meta Quest Two, um, uh, because I'm having, I'm getting rid of my Rift S and my Vive. I'll be selling them, I think, because uh, I want some kind of like mobile uh, VR system, and I haven't been playing VR for so long, and I miss it so much because the Rift S I have troubles with. 
um, I have to disconnect it, all of it, and then plug one cable in, wait 10 seconds, plug another cable in, and then maybe, maybe if all the stars align, it wakes up. Uh, and that's really killed VR for me, so uh, I want something that's a bit more immediate, a bit better. Wireless Leech Dangerous on the Quest 2 is a thing of joy. Uh, that's what I'm hoping, because it I is, also want to also walk around the house and use it as a steady cam, like because <laughs> uh, that's how I used to do all of my filming for my uh, mm-hmm. very very early stuff before I just started just doing all the CGI. But, uh, yeah, no, the quest is the the quest wirelessly is amazing, mm. um, and oh, you know, wireless on oh, what the hell is it called again? Uh, VR chat. You know, people have gone off and mocked up various spaceships in VR chat that you can go and wander around, and it's it's brilliant. And speaking about like nerding out to um, old um, like eight bit technology, like you beat me by far with the, the, the that that unit from the seventies. Um, the closest I got to was one to eight Spectrum, which had quite limited graphics capability. But what, but I taught myself assembly language. And uh, I figured out interrupts, and you could page the memory backwards and forwards, and um, you could you could flicker between two images in memory. So I actually made gray, <laughs> black, white, and gray by flickering between stippled images. There you go. How about that for nerding? Wow, okay, that's that is pretty nerdy because basically nobody touches assembler code anymore. <laughs> you want to bet? Oh my god, you glutton for punishment. I've I've written quite a lot of Z80 assembler in my time. But yeah, the this the spectrum screen screen layout itself was quite interesting and it, it is actually quite ingenious really because the way it's laid out, if if you if you for those who don't know, it basically had a one bit per pixel, which would be black and white, main high resolution graphics. And on top of that there was a color overlay and the color overlay is much lower resolution. It was basically eight by eight blocks. They're called attributes. But the way they were laid out in memory was such that you could do a very fast page read on because the, the dynamic RAM was pretty pretty slow in those days. Uh, and the way it was arranged, the the actual space, the, the the layout in memory, how far away the color attributes were from the pixel data was such that you could load both in a fast page read. So they're on the basically the same the same page of, of memory in, in each of these DRAM chips. So they could actually get a bit of extra performance, get enough performance out of the uh, dynamic RAM to actually make it all happen. So it's it quite an ing- it's quite an ingenious system, really. Um, and they they did they did such, Sinclair did so much with such limited hardware. Um, they they managed to push they managed to get so much more than you'd expect out of such a of the very you know they, they, there's not much to a spectrum but they managed to get it to do a lot more than you'd think through clever chips uh, clever clever little tricks like this so yeah what else you been up to then Scott um what else have been up to um not a lot really I mean apart from you know Sunday. And yeah. That was an emotional thing. Uh, we said yeah. goodbye to our dear friend Commander Nix. Yes, um, who he passed away the week week before, and uh, he was a lovely guy. So if anybody who ever had anything to um, any dealings with Commander Nix will will attest. He was a lovely, lovely man, and it breaks my heart to say goodbye to him. But we had to. Yes, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I'd, I'd taken I'd taken the orange sidewinder over there, but unfortunately, real life got in the way, so I couldn't join in, which is yeah. a bit of a 
screen. But we, yeah, we did hit instancing limits quite hard. I I had to be. Um, we we organized a, a laser show, mm. so we spelt um, nicks with um, beam lasers. Um, hats off, massive hats off to the wonderful Commander Grey Test for organizing it, but. So, uh, but there's a hard limit, apparently, of 16 commanders around a fleet carrier. Uh, oh, is there? It won't let you instance uh, any more than that. Uh, so I actually had to be multi-crewed in virtually so that I could film the thing. We could not get an instance. Everyone else wow. is fine up until we hit that limit, and then no more. Oh, Which right. is a shame. So, let me guess, it's 16 ships, not 16 people, though. Uh, if you... If you want to get on a fleet carrier, I think the Burrs did this. Uh, they had, I don't know, uh, a lot of people. They just land their ships and they got out their ships and somebody else can land. And they filled their fleet carrier up. And people were like dancing around when they jumped. Yeah. Because they couldn't all have seats. <laughs> that was really <laughs> funny. But yeah, there's a, there seems to be ec- external to the fleet carrier a uh, 16 uh, ship limit because there's only 16 pads. Someone thought, I, I'm guessing. Well, they'll never need more than 640k, will they? Uh, yeah, the the usual, uh, yeah, you don't need more than 64k. I think Bill Gates said that, of all people. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> moving moving on from there, we also have um, LCU. Um, welcome to Live Radio. Hi there. <clears throat> uh, is this your first time on, or have we had you on before? Uh, I think it's my first time on Live, yeah. Yeah, well, welcome. Uh um, so obviously, you've had, Canon have had a, a little bit of trouble, which we'll we'll touch on later. Um, apart from that, have you been holding up all right? Yeah, no, I've been really enjoying the um, the new anomaly um, that we've all been tracking. It's uh, it's been really good fun working with some you know really bright people uh, who've all developed their own mathematical models and three D models for trying to track this thing and work out when it's going to pass by each system. Um, and uh, I've been learning a lot from them and, uh, and uh, you know, refining my own methods, which unfortunately I can't do anymore because I'm too deaf to, to tell from sound where it is. But, oh. um, <laughs> but the, um, yeah, it's, it's been great. And uh, yeah, it's a bit of, you know, written a 3d map for it. And um We've enhanced our hyperdiction detector in the Canon plugin so that it can tell whether it's a hostile hyperdiction or not. So it's, it's been really good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, must, I must admit, I've I didn't realise you had all those uh, tools until I, I I did some um, <clears throat> investigation and they're going plummet. Talk about ripping the journal apart. <laughs> well, so we we um, yeah we get a lot of data from. Um, places like spanch um so they they spanch has a, a dump of the entire galaxy that all the commanders have been to and he's even um using the route so when people submit sub, uh, yeah plot a route even if they don't follow that route um it marks the position of the stars so he's got very very massive amount of data um you know that has all, all the systems and bodies that we know about and um yeah, we use that, and we use data that comes from the Elite uh, Dangerous Data Network as well. Um, and yeah, you know, the the guys who do a lot of the sort of the really big infrastructure do such a 
fantastic job for the community and uh you know we just we we use all those tools as well as um capturing some things that, that other tools can't like the high predictions um but the, a lot of the stuff that that we originally set up the plugin for um now we can get it from uh, the eddn um so we don't necessarily need people to use the plugin but of course you know if they're using the plugin they get their name recorded so uh, which they don't do if they're submitting to EDDN. Uh, but yeah, we, we've got a ton of infrastructure and the sheer amount of data that's coming on the biology um, is now starting to cause us problems because we, when we originally started, you know, there was very little biology and it was very hard to find and now it's absolutely everywhere. Blumenek life gets everywhere. Who, who, who knew? Um, right. Yeah, bloody life. <laughs> don't talk to me about life anyway um ben on that note <laughs> oh that oh oh for goodness sake <laughs> that could have been any words yeah so yeah oh. I've, I've been i've been away for a few weeks um about a month ago i basically found out that my mom had stage four cancer and then she died about two days later, uh, so that kind that kind of sucked. And yeah, sh- turning a, a short a short story very short. Um, I've basically since then I've been up in Edinburgh and Aberdeen, consoling my family and arranging funerals. Um, and then um, also in the middle of all, well, at the end of all this, then going back home and doing DIY and. Being 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 a, being a dad whilst I avoid responsibilities and work, basically. Um, so, uh, because of all that, I have got no idea what the hell's been going on in pretty much anything. You know, uh, last uh, the last I knew of the game, um, the patch four had just well patch three point nine 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 whatever the hell had just dropped, and. But you sort of uh, sound, Daddy, Daddy Savlon may or may not have died. You know, um, there was talk about, you know, is he dead, isn't he dead? Then I think I saw a report saying he was dead in a Garnet News article. I don't personally believe any of that until we see a body, but I don't know if a body's been seen. Um, and I think he might have pissed a few people off. <laughs> uh, um, people, probably, well, not as much as species. Yeah. And he's pissing an entire species off, which is <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. Creatures um, are mad. They're mad at him. Well, they're mad, him mad at all of us. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, they seem to be lumping us all in together. Hmm. Um, Funny that. Um, well, let's have a, a quick think about what I've been up to. Well, I've been playing a lot of Elite. I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect. And uh, basically, very similar situation with with Ben is that um, my it, it seems that this my our older generation has come to the point especially after what's been happening the earlier this week um, uh, a lot of them seem to be passing on and I'm afraid to say that my mother is now um, yes uh, dealing with cancer herself which uh, is is going to be hard so that's going to be uh, uh, difficult over the next couple of months I think so um, Fuck you, playing. cancer! You're a complete bastard. Yes, completely. Yeah. And uh, uh, at the moment, 
uh, I am I'm basically uh, playing a lot of Elite just to be able to cope, which is... Um, I don't know how if anybody else does this when it's it's got that stressful that you end up looking forward to that one half hour or hour session that you get when everything is quiet, just so that you know you are unplugged from reality. Mm-hmm. That's one of the great things about um, you know VR is you can yeah. you're there. It is such a distance from reality. You go mining. You're actually in the ship. You're doing the mining, or you're 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 playing. You're not playing a game anymore. You're flying a spaceship, and it's just so good. And, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I totally get what you mean with with, with this. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it's not been the the best <laughs> the best week for for me personally, and uh, you know, with everything else that's been happening with with Ben and obviously Her Majesty, then uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been weird. So I think enough of that. We shall move on to some um, some interesting things which have happened in said world of Elite Dangerous. Uh, the development news. What have the devs said or done this week? Well, we've had uh, a couple of interesting things happen. On um, Wednesday, the day after our show, thanks, um, there was a small update which was issued, which they just said was to fix lens flare issues. Um, yeah, a small two gigabyte patch to fix lens flare. Hmm. You think there might be something hidden in there? Bit sus, isn't it? it How is big are those textures? Yeah. I mean, even J.J. Abrams is going, to damn no. <laughs> it's like, hey, I have my limits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I want some lens lens flare with my lens flare. <laughs> It'll look like the bridge of the Starship Enterprise, won't it? You know. But uh yes, nothing hidden at all. Let's move along. Um now it did mean that there were a couple of changes that uh did seem to happen. Um the UIAs, I think that's the universal um the universal acronym that people are now using for these uh the star yeah we called it project cotton eye um so so we, we called I thought the first it project one Catbot. Joe. hey project what catbot cat no no <laughs> i don't know yeah, where you so got that one that's that's because psychic says it looks like a psychedelic cat's butthole <laughs> So yeah, it's 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 whatever you know. I don't know what's how much gin psychic uh, was on at the time, but um, yeah, that's what they came up with. She had some interesting hobbies, by the sounds of it. <laughs> well, um, it seemed that the UIAs disappeared in luminescence, but you can still see them. They are now at uh, visible from about um, four light years. Um, They've also changed colour a bit. Uh, I do believe there's there are more red and orange in it, uh, matching how they were described in the Galnet articles. Now, as you can imagine, if you take anything away from Elite Dangerous, there does seem to be a little bit of salt that seems to come out over what appears to be nothing. Why would, um, why would there be any salt for that? that I don't know. Because if you think about it, it right, so I, I put this on the table. If you were a very, very angry alien 
thing, a big thing that we've never seen. Uh, and you're traveling through which space uh, with such force, with such energy, moving something with so much mass that it bled through and we could see it. And then they realize, oh, we're being followed. So they slow down. And then that changes the visual signature. And also, it changes the light that we see. Because uh, maybe now it's further away from us, and therefore you're going to have some, um, yeah, yeah, what do they call it? Uh, shifting going on with the light. Blue shift, red shift. That's what yeah. you're right? so I'm thinking maybe that's part of it. So it was like, we could see it very, very far away because we don't we don't understand the nature of witch space. But perhaps there was so much energy being used to push this whatever this thing is through witch space that it was bleeding through to the point where we could see it um hundreds of light years away. Where let's be honest, you wouldn't normally because nope. it hasn't had a hundred years, has it? No. Nope. <laughs> so so Maybe that's the nature of witch space that's doing that. And and now they've gone, oh, these uh, things that hate us are following us. Let's they can let's see us. Let's, let's go. Let's put us into silent running. Yes, yeah, yeah, silent running. Yeah, something like that. And now you have to be really close because you can't cool them all the way down. They are still massive. It's still bleeding through. Um, but now you have to be a lot closer. That's uh, that. It's a game. It's a fictional universe. And witch space is magic. Um, so, but it makes sense to me. No and salt. It, <laughs> well, you see, this is this is the thing because a lot of the the salt came from the fact that people were complaining that one they couldn't see it anymore, uh, and two that they thought that the initial release was a bug and we weren't supposed to see it oh, yet. Uh, we we all of a sudden they've taken it away. So, um, oh, anger, oh, even more anger. It doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense that it would have been a bug because you they just wouldn't code something to be there at all if it was a bug. So, yeah. I do like what Katiana said in chat. No bites the salt out of this score. <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing about salt. it really is it's the only commodity you can't buy anything. This, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. No, it's cheese. Yeah, we're not having any of LCU's cheese, thank you very much. Continue on the cat butt theme. I mean, oh, if you think what? about it, if you think about it, going through hyperspace is ripping a new asshole in the fabric of space, the space time. So, you know, it makes it fits. sense. <laughs> All fits. And, and everything else that, that uh, Frontier do with the Elite Dangerous Universe has a solid foundation in science. Their one concession is which space? Which is magic. They admit to that. We don't know how it works. It's magic. So you have to take that. You have to say, yeah. all right, well, that's the magic bit. Because even Super Cruiser's got a basis in science. Even that does. But it's yeah. still like, it's a little, I'll give you a drive. Yeah, yeah, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, it's the warp drive, hyperspace drive. Yeah. It's the magic bit that makes the game work. Mm. Otherwise, it ain't going to work. And, yeah. we, you know, you will end up with a, with, um, People taking months, like the expanse, to get one place to the other. Well, no, you imagine doing a loop of shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about Frontier First Encounters, um, that because it wasn't multiplayer, you didn't you didn't have super crews. You'd fly through normal space. You'd speed up time, so you didn't have to wait. Mm -hmm. But it would be real time. The thing is, you could get yourself into a situation where you could still be like miles off from this planet. 
but you've got yourself into a position where there is nothing you can do avoid to t- avoid taking this planet to the face like a giant custard pie. Yep, I, so, it, that was absolutely awful. The, the loop of shame wasn't it. so much a loop of shame; it was more like oh. the 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 pancaking into a planet of shame. <laughs> Just imagine the destruction you'd have done to that planet. Oh yeah, I mean, that I would mean, that would be everything ending. Yeah, you you'd be hitting, you'd be hitting that planet a fraction of the speed of light. Uh, yes, that yeah. that that wouldn't leave much. It would just that would cause a massive hole. Oh yeah, you're not, you're not going to buff that out. Well, no. you know that the amount of energy that would be. I mean, it's just very simple math, you know, to work it out. I'm yeah. no good at maths. Don't ask me. It, it could me. be worked out if he wanted to. Well, it's, it's, yeah. It's, was it k equals half mv squared or something like that? You know, oh my the, goodness! The, the, the v, the v, the v only squared. You actually yeah. the well, you have to you have to think of that the v squared is because it's the last term is squared. It, yeah. It increases tremendously quickly with velocity. So let's let's just say that um, <laughs> there's been an awful lot of science-y uh, bypassing because basically, imagine the amount of times I crashed into Earth at a high speed. Well, that would be the end of civilization. So, yeah. <laughs> well, they'd, they'd had a planetary defense. Of course, that wasn't actually modeled in FFE, but you, you could imagine my head, Cowan, to prevent that happening, there'd be planetary defense around planets with life on them to stop that those kind of shenanigans from going on in the first place but the the whole thing about the whole thing about witch space and magic well it, the clue's kind of in the name really you know witch space <laughs> it kind of it kind of and that's always been the case since the first leap if you remember robert holdstock's book the dark wheel um that, that had a, to do with being confused about where they are <laughs> that had a, yeah, that's a lot because of the Go on, go on, Max. A lot of stuff about Sorry. you know that with the, the dangers of which, but it wasn't well understood, and there were dangers like uh, I think one was you could you could end up jumping, you could end up in the wrong timeline or the wrong system, or even arrive turned inside out. <laughs> yes, which yeah, was, was not a pretty sight. Yeah, for that book, there was a whole load, whole load of secu- uh, security and safety procedures that you had to go through before you jumped to another system. They should they should bring that into the game. I think that would, that would make it dangerous. Oh, God, can you just imagine everybody queuing up to make the jump? I would totally love for, I for would, space I would... to be more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, wish that we actually did have you know essentially jump gates, and we all when we all came to the planet to have beacons as a you know oh. this is what you're locking onto, and it is a natural choke point. I don't mean like that. I mean, you know, like when you're in Super Cruise and you get mm-hmm. clo- too close to a body, it drops you out. You hit the safety oh, yes, exclusion yes, zone, yes. right? I want to have Super Cruise flight assist off where <laughs> you can say, yeah, yeah. sod that. If you get too close to it and there's no lines, no lines are going to save you now, but you'll be able to slingshot around bodies and get tremendous velocity. Oh, I would love that as well. Yeah, agreed. It would make an entirely new sport inside of Elite. And mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, if you die... Straight at the rebound. In fact, oh, your Remlock can't save you. Be careful, new commander. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Yeah, imagine oh. the salt if they did that. Yeah, well, you know, don't turn off the safeties then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I needed to get there really fast. Well, you know, you take your chances. 
Right. Well, included with these um, that fantastically long show notes uh, was a picture of a Coriolis, a Coriolis station surrounded by what looked like three flares, and there was a code at the bottom, which, um, if people decoded the code, uh, decoded the picture, came up with uh, a little phrase which told you 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 can't see everything or something daft like that, but it's still there. If you can't, even if you can't see it, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, the when the patch came out, they were going to downgrade it. But um, yes, well, one, it, one of the things one of the things I would say is 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 this. Um, I, I don't quite understand the purpose of downgrading it because even even though it you know you, you couldn't see it for quite a long part of the journey. Once people were aware that there was a new signal, they found it very, very quickly. So, I, I, yeah, the, I mean, some people are saying, well, they had to make it smaller so people would find it harder to find it. But actually, um, it didn't really make it any harder to find. And, and yeah, as I said, the issue I had is uh, quite often I can't play. Um, I can't play with headphones. Um, and but, but we're still, you know, people are still tracking it, but they're using... Um, you know, they're using audio tools so they can um, look at the sound levels and, and, and see where, you know, try and precisely pinpoint it and then do all the maths again. So it's not, it's not made it any harder. So can and, we and see there it hasn't been any now. narrative. Yeah, you can, oh, yeah, you can, you can see it if you get close Sorry. enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, you've got to be within four light years of it. Yeah. Uh, which means if it's on a, on a 60 light year leg, it's invisible for most of that flight. It's only like, when it's going in and out of the system. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, if I, if I, I, I would have brazened it out and said, yeah, we meant it to be that bright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and they could have saved themselves a lot of trouble. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did think that, you know, the amount of salt over this did seem to come out of nowhere. I mean, I do feel that um, it's probably because it's taking a while to unfold this, whatever this next step is. And, um, there's a lot of people who are getting very frustrated with it, but, uh, yeah, and no, I think it will be, it will be moving said, for a long time. Won't it? Have they said that it was a mistake that it was so bright? Cause that's a no. misstep. No, they've, they've never said anything about that. There was only Sally's little, um, the, Sally's comment that, you know, uh, just cause you can't see it, it means it's not there. But they did say the patch was to change the, the range at which flares were visible. That was, that was, that was the patch notes. Mm, I, honestly think, I honestly think that they should, like, even if it is a bug, that, and they need to do this with all bugs, just own it. Own it yeah. and write it into the law. Make it I, so, like, make something up because it fleshes the world out. Just so commanders were able to uh, fly without their fuel going down. Fine. Um, there was a patch that was issued by the Pilots Federation, which doubled the efficiency of your engines. Uh, but it actually, they found that it degraded the, the engines, and then uh, so they got repealed. Sorry about that patch. Put it in the put it in the galnet. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's lots of odds like that in the past because there was a time when somebody managed to get a station to attack a battle cruiser and a battle cruiser to uh, the same battle cruiser to attack the station back. Ah, the um, Nevermore. Yeah, the Nevermore. And basically, there was a point where the the, the battle cruiser was down to like thirty percent hull, <laughs> and they they managed to write that in, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, there's lots of there's lots of things about the um, about the UIA that that are a bit odd, you know. So when it gets near to leaving the system, it starts sort of bouncing around. And the thing is, you can you can you can say, yeah, it's a blink drive, you know. That's it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a good way. Hollyhop you know, drive, or you can just you just come up with any old hand wavium to, to describe this stuff. Yeah, and, it, it's, and it's a have fictional to be. universe. Let's. Do it. Let's make it interesting and cool and stuff. Yeah, yeah like you know, when when uh, you can see it through planets, and yeah, it's fine. It's you know, it's it's a projection of yeah, it's just uh, you know, perfect. radiation that's faster than light, and uh, it, yeah, it just passes straight through, and you just see it on your retina. Doesn't matter, uh, and and just call say it's quantums if you run yeah. out of ideas. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah quantum. just, just yeah. put quantum in it. If in jet, yeah. That always works. Uh, yeah. Every weekend, I have to do a thing which we've got called the explainer thing. And anybody <laughs> in here who follows me will know they put me on the spot every single time. And when I run out of ideas, it's a quantum thing. But <laughs> because it sounds plausible enough, I go, oh, no, I'm giving all my tricks away. No, 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 that's not what I do. <clears throat> anyway, next person. Um, what, you mean you just put quantum in front of everything? No, not everything. Like, you can't have quantum tea. Whatever you do, do not, men- do not mention quantum out of context to Professor Brian Cox. He gets very angry. <laughs> quantum, quantum, quantum. Yeah, because basically he's so sick and tired of um, uh, people hijacking the term quantum to make something sound cool. <laughs> but it sounds cool and sciencey. Mm. Uh, it's a quantum step. It's like, well, it's the quantum step is the smallest possible step. Why are you trying to make out some kind of giant leap? It's just (laughs) anyway, moving on from there, we've had some other news happening and some quite interesting ones as well. Uh, We have the console transfer process went live today. So all those people who would like to transfer from, uh, from Xbox and PlayStation uh, to the PC and get a free copy of Horizons. Um, That process has started today. There has been a couple of highlighted errors, but the majority of them seem to be going through very quickly uh, within 10 minutes, Uh, although there is a queue forming. So, uh, yep. Apparently, you just put in, you log in with your Xbox or your PlayStation account, type in the commander name that uh, you want to be known as, and then it'll tell you whether or not it's, oh, was it five hours now? Um, it was 10 minutes right at the very beginning, but apparently the queue, according to Ketiana, is now five hours. But at least it shows they're doing demand. Um, there was database errors reported, mostly due to an error because of... Uh, they're not reporting the fact that that commander name is not available. But uh, yes, we will, we will have to see. So yeah, Elite Dangerous. Uh, uh, apparently, this is being overwhelmed, this service. So a lot of um, people seem to want to... Uh, <laughs> uh, seem to want to transfer the commanders over. I know I'll be doing that with my Xbox commander at some point. But uh, so I am going to end up with four accounts. Uh, have we got anybody here who's who's got uh, a, a console account that wants to transfer it over, or are we all PC master race people? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I got I got a console account. I actually won it, um, and uh, I've I've used it a couple of times, and uh, just didn't really get on with the console. So it'd be really nice to move to the PC. 
so that yeah, that'll be four accounts for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't believe when I first signed up for this, I'd end up with four copies of the the game, and I've paid for each of them. And how um, many? How many of the uh, the cosmetics have you got on each of them as well? I'm not saying. Oh. I, don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I look at, you know how um, you can actually go into the store and you can list everything you've ever bought? I no? don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't because you've, you've bought it all and you don't know which one. It's too, too long a list, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it, I'm, I'm looking at the list and it's got how, how many pages? <laughs> I did see a comment from Frontier um, today, though, on, on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like there were some commanders who were um, they, they were hesitant to to switch over their account to the console from console to PC because they they wanted to keep playing. And the, the Frontier um, confirmed that you don't need to worry. Switch it over because it's a copy. You can still play on the console for as long as you want. It's not going to change that. Yes. You will just have a PC account as well. So d- don't worry if you if you're worried about that don't don't think that because you switched it over from the from the console to the PC don't think that you won't be able to play on console anymore because you can you yeah. can for as long as you want you mm. just now have access on the PC as well yeah and uh, one thing that i have been reliably informed about uh, and this is this thing called uh, GeForce Now it's a cloud based solution which allows you to basically use uh, a cloud-based pc but you can play that cloud-based pc through a console so you could transfer it to this cloud-based account and still be playing um elite dangerous on your console but obviously through the cloud and it's not a full cloud pc but it is it's like okay i'll play elite dangerous for you on my pc and stream it to you, kind of idea. Yeah, but the upshot rather is full, that, rather than a full PC. Yeah, yeah, but the upshot is is that you can end up playing Odyssey and the latest four point zero on a console if you wanted to. Yep. Although I think the price is about eight pound a month. There, you can. There is a free version of it. It just means you can only play for a limited t- t- period of time. Yeah, and even the eight pound a month one, I think you're limited to six hours a day. I think I think you're uh, I think you're lying about watching it on on the console though, because how can you watch it on the console when all that's on the bloody telly is say yes to the dress and bloody bake off and stuff like that? <laughs> I, I I can't play anything on the console because I just can't get hold of the remote. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that might be a you problem. <laughs> who's who, so? Who's got the most? Who's got the most? Uh, alternative commanders because I, I think living the dream would be like one for every region of the galaxy like 42 that's Oof. that's what you want 42. you want 42 commanders uh i've i mean i've got four we know that psychic's got six 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 yes six or eight i mean even either six. of those is excessive come on psychic what's wrong with you <laughs> um although she to, to be fair to her she only she only plays with three of them i thought i was bad with just the three I'm sure Psychic said that someone said they had eight. <laughs> Sorry, Psychic. We know that King Hanky's got something yeah. ridiculous, like 20-odd. 20, 20 what? Yeah, he's ha- King Hanky's got a shitload. And scarier is 
most of them are, are elite ranking as well. Oh, Hanky just loses. They've all, yeah. they've all got fleet carriers, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Something, King Hanky's just... I don't know. I, I, I don't understand how and where he gets time to go to the bathroom with what he must be doing in the league. I'm not sure he does, does he? I, I, I think he plays on the loo. If you can get this if you can get Elite Dangerous working on the Steam deck. Which you can. Which you can. Then basically that's it. You are on the loo with your dinner by your side. Or you could be on a drip. Oh, I don't know. Living the dream. <laughs> oh yes. So yes, console transfers are in progress. They seem to be going well and um there are, there are some issues, but they are looking into them. But the majority of the of the uh the transfers have, have worked quite well. So fingers crossed that uh that it continues. Um in other news, uh, they've also said that four point zero horizons will be coming to um to the, your launcher by the end of the week. Yeah. I love how that happens after we go out as well. So yeah. I was really, really hoping we'd get it today, but... No. It's Commander Tekarov. I knew it. I knew that's who it was. He's he's the person who's got eight accounts. Yeah. And he's not got the most. I think I do think Hanky's probably got the most that I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. Well, my number was excessive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate to think how much time I have used up if I add up all my accounts. It's it's frightening. But then again, the really weird thing, I don't regret it at all. I was just going to say that. Did you have fun? As long as you're having fun. If not, if if yes, so what? (laughs) I think one of the things about having outs is when you do a CG using your out and you haven't got any engineering, it really gives you some sympathy for the new players Having oh, yeah. to struggle through all of that, it's um, you know, is it's brutal. You know, oh, right, I've just got enough money for a t- Type Nine. It's like oh, I can't jump it to the CG because it hasn't got enough range, and then you have to like downgrade stuff. And oh, it's it's painful. It's, it's uh, painful, but don't you? I'm, I'm sorry, I know we've gone on about this before. But don't you think it's more fun though? Uh, I maintain that the game is that the range we have nowadays with everything is it's. There's something more fun about what we the way it used to be. <laughs> I, I certainly have very, very fond memories of just about having enough money to get my Aspect Explorer, and then no rebuy. I didn't have any rebuy because mm. I couldn't afford it. Uh, and then I, I got it all fitted up, and I was proud of that ship. I loved that ship. I was terrified every time, any time I took it out because I couldn't afford to lose it. Yeah, but but I, you know, I made the money. I did the work, and I loved it. Brilliant. I, I, I had a really I, good time. And for me, I, I, I sort of have goals. There, there are things that I want to do in the galaxy that, um, you know, you need to have money in the right kit for. So for me, if someone said, you know, here's, here's 20 billion credits, have whatever you want and all the engineering, I'd say, yeah, great. I'll do that because well, it means I, I can I, go Elon out. Elon doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember... Um, I just, uh, I'm just saying, if there are any sugar daddies out there, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I'm you're, you're not it. proud. 
No, not proud. <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing that I always remember from the Yahtzee review of Elite Dangerous was, well, this is Elite Dangerous. Before you can actually start playing uh, Space Pirate or Space Trader or uh, Space Policeman, you've got to spend a lot of time playing Space Crap Out, which builds up <laughs> to get what you want. And yeah, I thought, well, the, the one thing was that I remember Space Crap Out being quite fun, but, you know, that's, I guess that's my masochistic side. I, mean, I, you know, I, I, I I just love I just love that um, you know uh, now that I'm yeah quite well healed, I can just get any old ship and say right I'm going to you know I'm going to make this into an explorer or yeah and that, so I'm exploring in a in a Viper Mark Three and it's it's great I mean it's brilliant for for Xenobiology because yeah. you you can just you, it's just so fast and you can land and you just step out out the the front steps and you scan and get back in and off you go it's brilliant you know and you just earlier on in the game it's very difficult and you make bad choices yeah you know, <laughs> but it, it, it's fine if that's where you want to be and i totally understand people in, in you know just really enjoying that challenge but on the other hand if there's other things you want to do it's it's it can be a bit frustrating i guess but yeah i, I love the game i love the game i just want to play it the way i like to play it you know and, you know, starting out an alt account, that's what got me to realize how good of an explorer the dolphin was. Because <laughs> I, I created this alt account, of course, I didn't... Again, I remember getting my first Aspect, aspect Explorer too. In fact, I still have it. I'm flying it right now. Um, I don't think I've ever changed that ship. But, yeah, the when I started my alt, I wanted to start taking passenger missions as quickly as possible. So I got, you know, I went through the... Because um, they're, they're quite lucrative. And anyway, I got a dolphin, and I thought, hold on, what can I do with this ship? So I went on to Coriolis.io and started having a look at what I could do with engineering. I thought, holy cow, this is actually, this could be a really good explorer, because even without any engineering, I could get over a 30-something light-year range. So, and, and the, the fuel scoop in it, they do restricted that, because um, the, the passenger ships used to have restricted um, slot, module slots. The big module slot was restricted to passenger cabins or cargo. That's right, it was. Uh, and they dropped that, so you could put a fuel scoop in there now. So you had this massive fuel scoop, so it scooped fuel incredibly quickly. And not only that, they did something as well, which made it run incredibly cold. So you could scoop fuel literally from the exclusion zone of the start and not even close to it, and charge up your FSD, which... Which when you were when you were when you were jonking somewhere because you you need to get between waypoints you could do it so incredibly fast I mean you could beat ships with much bigger jump ranges because you didn't have to wait around before you could charge your FSD which saves about fifteen seconds of jump or so yeah oh I mean so there, there's a there's a simple tip for everybody who wants to go cheap exploring get a dolphin they're fantastic they're absolutely yeah. fantastic and you can, and you also, can actually you, you can okay. fit one out for simultaneous fuel ratting and hull sealing as well i mean you can do it quickly because you can only have the really small mod you know the small um uh, limpet controllers but you can actually that was that that was the role of the dolphin i think there was a small ships expedition i can't remember what it was called um it was funny because there's an expedition we actually met up with on another expedition somewhere like miles out into the in, in into the void. But yeah, the the dolphin was the go-to um, ship for doing fuel ratting or hull sealing for for their expedition. 
I've also found the Dolphin to be um, an amazing ship for, you know, like for commanders who think that they've done everything and they just want a, a Friday night doing something a bit different, get a Dolphin, fit with some passenger cabins and go and do like a law tour. Go t- go out to um, the beacons, uh, you know, the, the tourist beacons, and then just go and have a look, have a read. Go, You'll see some amazing sites that have already been found by people. But if you're not an explorer at heart and maybe you're more into combat, things like that, just go do that. You'll see some amazing stuff. Yeah, and, well, and you get paid for it too. <laughs> I'll do a, do a little plug actually, because um, the uh, the Galactic Exploration Catalog, um, as you may know, is um, sort of taking over where the GMP is is left off. And yeah. um, I, I've been involved with that, and um, there's an API, um, and uh, so I've been doing the the, the tweets for it. Um, so we do a daily tweet. For different locations around the galaxy um, and but one of the things is the API is integrated into the Canon plugin so um, every time you do a jump it checks to see where the nearest thing is and uh, the galactic catalog entries come up on there and it's got a nice description and um, and ratings because the users and the curators rate it um, and so it'll tell, tell you you know what there is to see how far away it is and um, you know how uh, yeah, relatively how good it is based on the rating. Very nice, n- nice little feature. So yeah, I mean the um, just bringing it back. To the, sorry, <laughs> sorry. The tangent again. <laughs> um, just to bring it back, um, four point zero. As I say, it will be coming to Horizons players uh, this week. So that means that they will be able to. Those of you who have just got Horizons, you'll be able to see your own flares. The only problem is you won't be able to instance with. Any of a, any Odyssey player, which I do think's a bit of a, but we I've I've been through it, I've I've, I've moved past it. I'm, I'm I've accepted it. Did I not hear or something? Did I not hear that they on planets? It's because of uh, the Peggy rating, mm-hmm. and they're looking at maybe allowing you to instance in space. Well, so where that, obviously that that you know shooting people in the face doesn't exactly happen. Yeah. It, it, it's mostly to do with the Peggy rating. You're quite right. Um, the main issue, I think, they've got an issue where some commanders can then fly down to the planet. Uh, if you're in a team, there might be an issue there, but would cause problems. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm with you. I would, I'm, I'd be quite happy if all you needed to instance in was a space, so 4.0 and Odyssey commanders all meet up in space, and and that'd be fine. Which would be yeah. great for things like sequence. And obviously, 4, 4.0 okay. can't. They can't jump out of their ship and join us in the bar. No, they can't. Where, I'm just trying to figure out where is Chris Mark Four running to? Because I'm, I'm kind of following him, and he's just running off into the distance here. But that's another story. He's. Uh, don't run out of air. Yeah, I'm just. I'm wondering: is he, is he leading me into the dark, and then he's going to stab me in the back or something? No, no he probably just turn around and double uh, put a double shotgun. Yeah, I might get. That's a good idea. There we go. Shotgun. Yeah. So, what are you doing, Chris? <laughs> Haven't we completed the mission? Like, I think. Oh, I think we completed the mission ages ago. Oh, he's he's running far enough away to get his ship out. Yeah, I just uh, did that. <laughs> now I'm tempted to fire flak cannons over the base that makes everybody angry. But I, I choose life. Yes. Right. On, this is Commander L Scorpius. 
He, he doesn't choose life. <laughs> right, we're going to move on to the in-game events of, of what's been happening in, in the game this week, which is basically Arukun Galnet news. Um, on the 7th, uh, Mahon rebukes the Imperial Isolation. Um, this is a reaction to the fact that the Empire has now decided that as far as the Thargoids are concerned, they're going it alone and the rest of you can all burn. Um to which Mahan has just turned around and said, uh, actually, we all need to work together, otherwise we are going to burn. Uh, but, um, yes, I mean, he might be in the camp of trying to get Aegis back together. Well, good luck with that. On the subject of... Um, That's not going to be quick, you realise. No, certainly not. It's going to um, take ages. Oh, God. Uh, I walked into that. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, I should know better when it comes to dad puns. I should know better than that. Oh, anyway, um, on the subject of uh, sh- uh, shut down alien killers, Azimuth have successfully saved themselves by completing the mining campaign, which means that as a corporation they can survive. Um, much to the disappointment of several others on the. Uh, on this crew um yes i couldn't believe how quickly uh people supported this one was it mostly because of the rewards or do you think people actually still want azimuth about what rewards do they give well just loads of money and it was mining Mm. no okay i don't know Uh, yeah i don't know i was gonna say if it was paint jobs then it was out of out of blamed rewards but if it's just money not sure I know there was some kind of blockade going on in Open because there was a thread on Reddit where uh, there was a new player who had been ganked by someone, and the ganker was actually on the thread. And oh, the, I saw that. It was actually yeah. saying, well, and the, the ganker was actually being very nice and explaining how to avoid getting ganked in the future, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it was... Um, it was like, yeah, we we we, you know, our role players. We don't want Azimuth to succeed. So in open, we're anybody who seems to be supporting the community goal is going to get shot at, and we're not shoot, we're not we're not seal clubbing here. We we this is, you know, this is what we you know we're we're trying to. It's it's a bit like back in the back in the day that you know the whole FNS Nevermore. We we the EIC and a few other groups did the same thing. With that CG, we were we were deliberately trying to blockade it and open and slow it down. Um, so yeah, that it's that there has been some there has been a minor bit of drama, and I, so I there are definitely like, people against it. I do like that stuff. I mean, there's hate ages love Thargoids, for instance. Do you remember them? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I thought that was wonderful. Not at the time, I was doing um, some surveys of the Thargoid sites. And uh, I'd actually go out in open just so they'd have a crack at me. You know, I, th- I thought, you know, try my, my um, interdiction evasion techniques and get blown up. I didn't mind really at the time because I, I wasn't doing anything um, that uh, they would bother me to get killed. And uh, I, I thought it was wonderful gameplay, you know. Um, not, not everyone agreed, but, um, you know, I mean, I think AXI should definitely have em- embraced it. Uh, there were some people who, who were kind of unhappy, but it was like, you know, it's it's, it's part of the game. It's role play. It's great. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it all, oh, that, that opens so many cans of worms whenever we come to the open versus um, consensual and non-consensual PvP. It's, oh, 
Yeah, I mean, um, we've seen by Shatter Mage and Phoenix Blue, and they said that the Mubi, um, Mubuni permit was probably the driving force for getting that, uh, because people want permits to get the salvation weapons, which you can only get from there. Um, moving on from there, well, a new CG started on Monday of all, time, of all times, because normally it's Thursday, but the Thargoids have decided this is their first... Um, attacked since uh, HIP 22460 and uh, yes they've attacked three systems but it's not the same kind of community um, incursion that we've had before there's in fact there's no incursion in state whatsoever we've got three systems under attack all of which um, the systems are offering um, uh, money for uh, <laughs> effectively to uh, for bounties, uh, but there doesn't seem to be an end goal. Is anybody going to take part in this uh, anti-Thargoid CG? Hey, so you just love Thargoids. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny you should mention uh, uh, that. I, I, I think AXI are doing a, a defence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're def defending one of the systems. They've, they've got an event on for that. Yeah, the, there is something because there's a couple of player groups which are in that system, and Commander Zulu put on uh, this this thing in on Twitter, which was which I thought was quite interesting. Um, it's a serious Inc. and C. Terraforming joint statement regarding Thargoid activity in forty two in Parisi and Chun Pindit. Um, they're saying that they're asking people not to fight the Thargoids in those systems because the Thargoids aren't actually attacking anything. <laughs> they're just flying around in these combat zones and they're neutral. They're not actually attacking. So maybe, 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 uh, this is, this is, uh, you know, they, maybe they are getting that friendly status with them then if they're just flying around and not attacking this, the starports. Mm. Yeah. They're not, um, <laughs> It's, it could be interesting. Do you think that the flares are heading to these three systems? Yeah, could could be. We we wouldn't know. I mean, it's um, they could be heading uh, straight to the bubble. Um, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't be my first guess, but um, we don't we don't know what we the targets do. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, I, th I think they are they're unpredictable. They don't think like us. We just don't know, you know, what they what their intentions are. Well, in other Galnet news, the Federation has started monitoring pro-Xeno factions. Um, their, uh, their privacy breaking um, Big Brother is is now concerned about um, things like the cult of the Far God and so forth. So they're under suspicion. Uh, and today, uh, good old Imperial Admiral Dentist Petraeus or whatever, um, he has decided that um, Yes, the he thinks that Thargoids laid as a trap. They knew exactly what we were doing, and uh, using the the old military adage of um, "never stop an enemy from making a mistake," uh, showed that the Thargoids actually are a lot more cunning than just the basic reactive animals that the, everybody thought. Well, everybody thought they were. Um, he has now acknowledged them as um, certainly creatures of equal 
strategic and tactical thinking as as uh, as the human why, race. So, why wouldn't by, anyone? By like equal, they, you mean they came and kicked our asses? That's that doesn't sound equal to me. They <laughs> fought the guardians, and we they were barely beaten off. Yeah. The Guardian, the Guardians bombed them into the Stone Age. But they took that. They they had to go to those levels. Like it was a territorial thing. Like the Thargoids, they seed planets, don't they, with the the barnacles, and they draw things yeah. out of the out of the ground. And it takes a very long time. They come back around. Let's see how many crops are, and they found that something's uh, uh having at their farm. No, 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 you. You're off my land. Exactly. That's what this is. It's a get off my land. (laughs) So there was a big set to with the Guardians, and the Guardians were a technologically unbelievable race. But it was close. And and eventually they... they, um, they Anyone who thinks we're in spitting distance of the Thargoids is... Deluding themselves. Yeah, well, that was the whole point because um, didn't the whole point behind Salvation and his uh, and his um, uh, organization was that they did think that they were better than the Thargoids, and the Thargoids were just reactive creatures. Yeah. Do we know that Salvation wasn't actually under control by the Thargoids? We've seen ants mm-hmm. that are controlled by fungus before now, haven't we? <laughs> or oh, are we talking indoctr- indoctrination here? Yeah, what, what about he is flat a flat out under control. Flat then out that, under control. Yeah, oh, my that's, that's, fellow yeah. humans, I <laughs> am salvation. I am not under control by the Thargoids. No, that's <laughs> merely a rumor. <laughs> you, you know what I'm thinking. You know what I'm thinking now. I'm thinking of the brain slugs in Futurama. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm thinking he clicked on that QR code that's been going around on <laughs> it's salvation it's salvation right I think it's that time of the week where we call on the store alert store alert in the bi-weekly newsletter here come paint jobs for your eyes in the And welcome back. Well, there didn't seem to be uh, anything new on, on the stores. Uh, the cosmetic sale is still happening. So that's 45% off ship kits, Raider Packs, Corvuses, and Odyssey weapon skins. 30% off pit, certain paint jobs, weapons, and engine colors. And 20% off Hazard Packs and Odyssey gear sets, which is quite nice. But then, thankfully, our wonderful Chris Mark IV and Commander Ventura spotted the fact that we've got these new prestige assault ship skins and vulture skins now i I just want to run this past everybody um did have have you seen these before because i think they look new i think they look new as well and i must admit i do like them i do like them they got thunderbirds vibe Mm -hmm. it's like thunderbird 4 that one 
Yeah, I mean, um, if it wasn't for, well, the federal assault ship I can't stand anyway, so I'm, <laughs> I won't get yeah. it for that. But the vulture, I must admit, I I think I would, I, I I'm I'm tempted, and it, it takes quite a lot to tempt me for a ship skin these days. Oh, tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> I still think the federal those federal boxy ships they look a lot like a shorts three sixty, which is a very boxy aeroplane. That lilac vulture looks almost like a it, it looks like a sweet trapper kind of idea if you ask me. Yeah, I just see it popping out of a box of quality streets. Yeah, you're right. You could pull the ends and that would pop yeah. out some kind of something with a gooey center. Yeah. It definitely yeah, it, it wouldn't color. be one of the nice ones. It would be like yeah. a strawberry cream or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely good with that color. It's definitely going to be, have a gooey center. Yeah, those those are Opal Fruits. This is the Opal Fruits track slash Starburst um, <laughs> ship skins, isn't it? I'm not yeah, sure I mean, on the Vulture one, the purpley Vulture one. I'm, I'm not sure convinced about. by that either. Yeah, but I like a, a metallic blue and yellow. That could work. Hmm. Well, they come in blue, green, orange, purple, uh, uh, red, and yellow. So um, there's bound to be one that you like. But I must admit, I do quite like the design of that. So I will be, I will be perusing and probably taking advantage of the sale. Um, <laughs> it hasn't got me in the way that the hazard kit got me. That got me. Oh, that, I love you. Just reminded me what I was doing. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I I love my hazard kit on my. Um, my Conda. Oh, you got one of those, did you? Yeah, yeah, I had to get one on my my Anaconda. It's amazing. Yeah, more they... please, Frontier. Yeah. More please. Yeah, we'll have we'll have um, <laughs> we'll have some more. And yeah, no, it's it is taking advantage of of me at, at my lowest point. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do think we have uh, have a, a word with one of the people in our chat who basically bought the hazard kit two days before it went on sale. Mm. Ooh. Oh, so, dear. So, is the hazard kit... I thought that everything went on sale apart from the hazard kit, or did they then add that onto it as well? No, it's... um, Yeah, it, it's that... You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. I mean, you, you can never tell like with the hazard kit. You've got to keep your eyes open because of the danger. Just got to... Sorry, it's the best joke I could make up. That yeah. I have limited material. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> uh, we'll give that three out of ten. Yeah, oh, I'm trying, I've, I've been trying to think of a bad joke for Inra, but I'm failing. <laughs> you're, you're thinking. You're thinking of the purple purple universe joke where you didn't go in in to go then. But um, never mind. Right, moving on from there. I think before it gets too silly, we're going to take a break and then we'll come back with our main discussion. Dreams. Humanity's dreams. The hope to live among stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there. Maybe even live there. The Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality. Constructing intricate cathedrals of metal, circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human bubble. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit, free to dream, 
free to live and one day to become a commander and be free to blaze your own trail. Brewer Corporation, the first step into the unknown. Come join us. Be free. From the makers of the MB5 Shaving Drone comes the latest in personal grooming technology. Here at Saracen, we've heard your request loud and clear. You want something new. Applying all the recent technological advances. Introducing the Panther Clipper. Gone are the days of your unruly body hair making you look like a bedraggled alpaca. The Panther Clipper is the biggest, baddest shaver credits can buy. A shave so smooth it'll shave 10 milliseconds off your buckyball type. The new Panther Clipper from Saracen. It's exactly what you've been asking for. Sweet dreams, little ones. You rest up in your hangar bay because in the morning you'll wake up to smell fresh laser fire because you're in a federal Corvette. And there's one thing that a core dynamic ship does well, and that's kill ships. Big ships, small ships, rings of ships. We even have a go at booping asteroids. Enemy shields down. Enemy dead. There's no further targets, Commander. That's all you'll ever have to say in a federal Corvette. Core dynamics. Let's not talk about skimmers. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? My dad taught me a lot of things. Good things, like how to avoid a Thargoid shutdown field. Always have a rebuy, and don't forget your limpets. But what he really showed me was a good gun in the right hand can win any fight. It doesn't matter what you're wearing, doesn't matter who you are, the best tool wins out every time. Don't take a risk, take the best kinematics. The Kinematic L6 will destroy anything on foot. High explosive, high damage, the only way to remove a target. Load up, lock on, take them out, and say goodbye. Make those bodies pile up just like Dan. And welcome back, he says, being absolutely professional as possible. 
considering what some of the things I've just heard. Um, right. The main discussion is to catch Ben up to the current events with the help of Scorb and LCU, because there's been a lot happening. And as everybody, as Ben has already said, the last thing he remembers is um, salvation being blown to bits. So the first thing, first question you've got, Ben, is salvation still alive? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am really not convinced that he's dead until we have independent verification of seeing a body. So the Galnet article, which explained the independent crew, although they were hired by Azimuth, the independent crew went there and basically spotted the, the bodies of uh, the Commodore uh, and Salvation uh, and confirmed them. That's not enough for you. Well, that's like saying, you know, we sent one of our uh, bobbies that ran the corner. He saw Daddy's Havlon Honest Gov. So, do you think it would be in Frontier's interest to actually put the character models in the bridge of of the uh, uh, of the Sentinel, uh, so that players can go up there and say, "Oh, look, there's the dead bodies," just before some Thargoids jump in and blow them up. I want to see Daddy Savlon's oh, no. pickled oh, cock no. oh, in a no. jar oh, for us to investigate. Oh. And then I might believe it. You know, it's his. It's pickled in a jar. It could be anyone's. <laughs> it could be Peter Bloody Stringfellow's for all you know. <laughs> Can I just say, as part of everybody in the chat room, welcome back, Ben. We've missed <laughs> this level of uncomfortable smut. Ben, you cannot say that. You cannot say it. It's preserved. Not pickled, preserved. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, because pickled sounds like you're going to put it in a burger. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you uh, I will never be able to eat a Greg's sausage sandwich again now. Thanks. <laughs> oh. Preserved sounds like you made They said I couldn't do it. They said I Thanks said. preserve us. I said. I think I might have broken Live Radio a little bit. <laughs> no, Live Radio broke itself mostly because of Ben. Yeah. Do uh, we don't need any help to break ourselves? <laughs> Carry our own puncture repair kits, for goodness sake! <laughs> right. So yeah, I, 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 I. You don't believe it at all, then? I'm not. I'm really not. I'm really not convinced. Um, no. Well, yeah. Uh, for, until you can actually independent, um, independently verify it yourself by flying there, you wouldn't be happy. It's, I mean, it has to be an has to be an explanation for why he was on the Nemesis, not yeah. the Bright Sentinel. <laughs> Even though the, the Nemesis is actually our ship, and they were using doesn't it matter. For doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. He was on the. They don't, they don't do anything. He was on the, ne on the Nemesis. Oh yeah. dear. Yeah, Daddy Savlon was on the Nemesis, and this is also you know the fact he called himself his ship Nemesis is kind of proof he's not working for us. If you huh? ask me. Have you ever yeah. seen Arf? Have you ever seen Arf and Salvation in the same room? <laughs> they do look awfully similar. And... Oh no, 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 no! We're not going there. <laughs> you can imagine Salvation saying, not, "We are not going there." Ben, you, you, shut, you shut that part of your brain off. No. Uh, yes, Scob, you were saying. Uh, like, I, I, I just seeing uh, Daddy Savlon and Bricktop references here. 
I just can't help it. He's on the nemesis. I bet in the back of the nemesis he's got a lot of pigs. But I, I don't know. I, I, he's not dead. I don't think he's dead. You don't think Salvation is dead? No, I, I no. think he's... Uh, he. No one lives to his ripe old age, fires off a test weapon, and goes, oops, that went wrong, without having but, contingency. Yeah. No, I reckon he's just run off with all that Guardian stuff we gave him, and he's, he's sold it all, and he's like living the life of writing now. Yeah, yeah he's either gone... Um, Sold it all off, and he's now on some pleasure planet like Hugh Hefner, or he's um, or, or he's like, well, that didn't work, and and um, or it was intentional, and whoever the body was, who, who Salvation was being, maybe Salvation is the infection that controlled him. And, <laughs> yeah, basically, and, and it's gone somewhere else. His super weapon is like the, the bomb on the roof of the Nakatomi Tower, isn't it, really? Yes. Yes. Good Good story. Wow. I, I, I mean, I'm loving where we're going with this. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm loving the conspiracy theories here, but, whoa. <laughs> um, so after Salvation was effectively found dead, I'm using quotes here. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, people started to... Uh, notice that well, uh, obviously the you were in the two two four sixty when it went to pot. Yes, I was in two two. He, he, I was in hip two two four six zero when it, everything went boom. Yeah. Um, so and you are now aware of the three approaching um, UIAs. Yes. Yeah. These uh, are the stargoids. The so-called stargoids. Yes. The swirly things. Yeah, yeah swirly thing alert. Yeah, space ca- space catch buttholes, <laughs> as it, as they'll now be known. Yes. Uh, and the Thargoids have started to effectively attack um, human systems again, unless they don't want to. Yeah, as we found out this week. Now there is something um, else which has been added, and that's these rogue signal sources which have appeared. Now, there's a word of warning to this. Um, if you do drop out new one, it can cause crashes to desktop. And we're not going to discuss what those crash to desktop say, because that could be spoilers. But um, has anybody actually managed to get to one without it crashing to the desktop? I, I did see a report from someone said he he got in, but um, he mm-hmm. didn't actually see anything in there. Um but then uh, some people... Sorry, had... he managed to get what get into the, yeah, so the he Stargoids managed... uh, frameshift area or something? No, the rogue signal source that we're Oh, okay, right. Yeah, right. Not, most, uh, what people have been saying is when they, when they try and drop into the signal source, they, um, they get a, a crash to the desktop. Um, but someone said that they'd managed to do it, but there was nothing there that they could see. Um, mm-hmm. But then also there have been these, these green clouds, which... Um, don't seem to be consistently there. They kind of get brighter and darker. and um, But I've not really been able to keep up with it very much. I wonder if there's the supposed to be an asset there, then. It's either badly yeah. referenced or something. So you, maybe you're supposed well, to see something. I no, think, no pointer exception or something. Yeah. I think it, you are, because what it says is it's missing a certain asset in the... Um, hold it. In, in the error log. <laughs> And the yeah. thing is, if I miss, mentioned what that missing asset is, it's a spoiler. Maybe they fixed that with the patch that just dropped. When did you say just? When did you, did you mean just? 
I thought the the patch was quite recent. Was with with an old. You mean that be Friday's one or Thursday's one or whatever it was? The, the two my, gig secret one. Yeah, the yeah. two gig. No, this this yeah. is a these. Uh, um, it's, it's since then, yeah, the rules are hot fix. Fix. Yeah, Sorry. I don't think there's been a hot fix. Not. Uh, yeah, I've only I've only had one one update to do. I think. Mm, yeah, because yeah, the, I mean that that's the one thing because uh, these rogue signal sources appeared. Everybody started, um, you know, dropping into them. But of course, everyone would crash with his error message and then get excited. But then, obviously, um, yeah. Uh, so I, just, I was just uh, curious. So there's a, a hack, a hack journalist. Yeah, absolutely disreputable. Um, Peter mm. Wotherspoon. Um, was actually inside an RSS for several hours, um, but it was it was empty. Um, but he did shoot a video of the the Stargoid passing by. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I must admit there was uh, fact. Uh, I think that was factopulous. He had his fleet carrier placed in just the right place to see the Stargoid just go flying past. That was on the forums. It looked amazing. That sounds nice. Yeah. So, yeah, the the state of play, uh, Ben, at the moment is we got our ass kicked, um, and now they're coming for us. I think is the best way to describe it. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I, well, fairly slowly, though, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, this is big. It's really big. I well, well there's the really big versus really far away. Yeah. Hmm. The one thing I think that the reason why it's been a bit slow up till now is that I wait. I I think that Frontier have been waiting for four point zero to be ready. Mm-hmm. Once four point zero is released, then I think we'll see a. Oh, well, I'm hoping for a pickup in the storyline, the speed of the storyline. Because mm-hmm. there's there's quite a lot of systems to get through, though, isn't there? And if it's, mm-hmm. if it's going to come all the way to the bubble. But they they yeah. do cha- they do change speed so um, yeah and they yeah they they could speed up. And do do you think they'll do it? You know, by f- releasing four point zero, or do you think they'll eventually reach their destination with the update that we're going to be getting in you know November ish? Well, this is the thing because didn't someone work out that the speed it's going, if it could, the three of them could actually hit the bubble sometime around November. Yeah, which would fit with patch cycles. Yeah, it would fit with patch cycles, but I feel that. Well, I hope they're going to do something more with it than before then, because otherwise, it's you know that is a long time. I mean, the one. I mean, as much as I enjoyed the the run up to Salvation firing his his weapon, I did feel that it just was a little bit too long. I think, I think they, they have, have a dilemma. Don't they? A bit too much. they have a dilemma, don't they? Because it's a big galaxy, and people want to see these things, and they they need time to mm-hmm. kind of get back and see them. And I I, I missed most of the the two two four six zero stuff because I was out at Vulcan Gate looking for a green grass giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could I could have got back in time to to kind of enjoy it all if if um, yeah if I if I wanted to. But well, this um, is why you need twenty alts. Exactly. Well, forty-two. Yeah, forty-two alts. Yeah. So they are. They, we have a. Let's transfer your 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 uh, console commander over so that you can just have <laughs> do several things at once. Well, I, I was thinking actually because you get to keep your Xbox at the same time, don't you? You do. 
Can you transfer it like 42 times? I think I'm going to try. Mm. I, I'm no, one try time. Damn it. Yeah, sorry. That's one of the things they've put in the FAQ. You can only transfer your commander once, and that's it. Um, yeah, so, Ben, have you got any questions about what's been happening then? You, you've got you've got Scorb and you've got LCU here, prime yeah. knowledge knowledge factories of... of I mean, yeah, it's... Un- well, my idea of one concern, actually, is, like, are the old worlds actually standing up for the Alliance imposing, um, oh, what the hell they're called again? Um, serious? Serious twats on them as a security force, or is anything going on with that? You know, um, that that's actually my, that's my, I'm more concerned about that than, than I am about the Thargoids coming. Oh, that, well, that's you know, interesting. I, I don't trust the Alliance, and I really don't trust Sirius. Um, I don't well, trust see, the alliance because they're in bed with Sirius, and I don't trust Sirius. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, the the funny thing that you should mention that was on the seventh of September, Mahan rebuking the Imperial isolation. He, he's trying to push forward the Sirius Treaty, which he proposed in the Galactic Summer Summit in thirty three oh seven. So he's he's trying to create this cross superpower priority, as he says. Um. But all he said, all he said, is, is he underlined the fact that he's found that this has worked with the Sirius Corporation. So it sounds to me as if the Mahon is quite happy to be in bed with Sirius. Um, yeah, but it doesn't and, mean to say he's got rights to base them in independent systems. Well, he's got rights to base it in any alliance. You can put them in alliance systems, but not in independent systems. Well, who says he's putting them in independent systems? The one they're being parked up in Leasty and things like that. Leasty's not an independent system; it's Alliance. Was it? Yes. Well, I, I, I could have sworn that they're doing stuff in in independent places. Nope. Are they trying. Oh, okay. to, they put it in Riot, which is an. Oh, alliance. maybe it's maybe yeah. it's Riot that I was thinking. Yeah, and the people of Riot said no. Sirius is not staying here. Yeah. So they moved all their their operations to Leasty, which is an Alliance system. That okay, well, that's be, that's fair enough then, I guess. Seems I, to be happy. But... I don't know if what Psychic is saying in chat is a question or an order. Oh. Um, some capital letters. I don't know what, what, I don't oh, know what to we, make we, of this. Um, no, not that. I, I, I think someone's been on the gin too much. Oh, right, because I'm I'm confused as to direction. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't know. Is she is is she trying to order something? Um, <laughs> is she just calling us something? I don't know. It, is it a request that she's putting in on through Deliveroo? We don't know. You could order penises on Deliveroo. Why didn't I know this before? Um, all of a sudden, I know that Ben is suddenly looking that up. I just know it. Thankfully, I, uh, the stream can see what I'm doing. But ben, ben, are you confused? Because I'm on here, and you think we're in Dockers or something? Is that? <laughs> oh, I just try to bring us into Dockers all the time, anyway. Yeah, I know, and it is such an effort to make sure he doesn't. It's this awful, right? Well, I think we're going to move on from um, <coughs> bringing Ben up to date because, as everybody knows, he's just got one thing on his mind, and yeah. Time, time to move on. The community corner. Right. Well, yes, Canon has had a bad time this week. Uh, as as 
is probably aware the canon the canon discard has gone um mostly due to a bad phishing uh scam uh but we do have a new canon server is that not right lcu not yet not yet well um we we uh let slowly into action and added some channels to our alert server mm-hmm. um which is uh normally there's no chat on there at all it's just basically every time someone finds something um the plugin automatically posts to the alert channel to say oh we've all right gotcha biology or whatever so because we already had that server there and and we we had quite a few people on there already um kind of used it as a as a refugee camp um set up some emergency channels put put together some moderators so um, everyone carried on there almost as if it hadn't happened, um, which was, I mean, it was really great to see people just, you know, carrying on doing exactly what they were doing on the other server. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're currently in the process of building uh, some new servers. Um, we've got a, a, a security-conscious uh, build going on um, to basically isolate stuff and... Um, prevent this sort of thing from happening again because you know no matter how careful you are it only takes one person to make a mistake and and you know that's it if they're a privileged user you're, you're stuffed um i mean I, I was actually online and um chatting in the server when it happened and it's like i saw the the um the, the the chat rooms moving around and then suddenly the whole lot just disappeared one by one in the space of about 10 seconds it's uh yeah it's pretty yeah i mean i I think um you know i guess people are upset that there's you know uh, five years of chat on there but most of it was nonsense anyway so um, (laughs) um, we've 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 you know anything important we try and put onto the you've got a new website website, don't you yeah yeah and and where where can we find your website again lcu canon.science that's it remember (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So. Yeah. We've got. We've got lots of uh, things that we're we're working out, and and actually, it's going to be quite nice to to, to have a sort of new broom, as it were, and start mm. fresh. And um, yeah, I mean, I have to admit, actually, without blowing smoke up your ass, the Canon Science website is a lovely place just to find information out, and usually you've got citations, and yeah, if there's audio recordings, you can find them there, and you know, it's a great resource for for all of us really yeah and so, I must admit, so thank you for that yeah and, yeah, and i'd just like to thank you for the uh the stargoid tracker because basically that is a fantastic piece of work slash that's code. that three, 3d map yeah 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 uh, i'm yeah. having a bit of trouble now because people are, so many people are getting hyper addicted that it's actually slowing down the the query so i'm gonna have to do a bit of work on that to speed have it up to, have to optimize it a bit mm, yeah i mean <laughs> I mean, fair play. It's a, it looks a very nice piece of, of code there from a professional point of view. So, well, to, to be honest, it's it's quite old. I mean, those the 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 the, the basis for those maps have been around for a very long time now, and and it is getting you know, There's a lot of stuff that needs you know revamping and fixing and updating, and, and not enough people really. We you know we don't have as many um, developers as we used to have, and yeah, I. I I feel like I'm tinkering with with ancient technology you know, from the aliens because um, I, I can 
sort of make these things do stuff that I want and um and 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 that's fine but I don't really understand it but I do I do have um help from Commander Hurix who who actually put all this stuff together he did a great job um really really good Excellent. Um, well, hopefully we'll have a, a server back and everybody back to the usual uh, tinfoil hattery soon enough. But uh... Scorb, I believe, has a quick question for LCU, which is probably quite relevant yep. and, per- and pertinent and things. Uh, yeah, actually. Um, as, like, because one, I take my hat off to, um, to to Canon for all the work that they do, have done over the years, and, and like, have helped us to solve so many things in the game. You're uh, uh, quite clearly, demonstrably a smart bunch. And if this can happen to you guys, it can happen to anyone. So do you have like some uh, quick tips of so how to stop this kind of thing for, for those who run their own Discord servers, like myself included? You know, it's not a plug, but like, do you have some tips to help us to secure our Discord service to make sure that this doesn't happen to other people obviously you can't stop all of it well to be honest we're still learning about it but um the first thing that we've done is um create accounts for for making for owning the discord that don't get used day to day so um if you if you create an account uh, a separate account you set up all the permissions you restrict admin access to as few people as possible um and you, you you basically hand it out when and as needed right. um you basically try and reduce the number of places where these things can you know where these errors can occur but by by having an account that never actually gets used that account is you know because it's the server owner um if someone does let something in it won't be able to completely take over the server that's well, I'm, did, I'm assuming from that then that the server owner got compromised as well, yeah? I, we believe so, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, um, uh, but the other thing that, that we're going to do is um, set up a template. Um, so what you can do is you can set up your server, create a template, and um, and that will allow you to create another server very very quickly that mirrors the, the first one. I mean, you're not going to get all the data, you know, all the chat back, but it'll just you know you'll have all the um all the rooms there and everything ready to go so the answer is to have yeah have have the lifeboats ready so we're we're looking at a lot of different things and um restricting it and one one of the things we've done is we've uh, we used to have the moderators and that on on the main server uh, we used to have the their own chat rooms for um you know doing moderation type stuff um, what we've decided now is to put that on a completely different server, and um, and and none of them. We've taken away all their security passes, and in fact, nobody on the server is able to do anything um, except for talk to each other. Um, but because we're obviously we all know each other, that's we don't need to have any admin on there. And again, it's it's the the, the server owner is a secret account that nobody can get to. Um, and uh, and and that way, if if you know any of the moderators get compromised, there's nothing that can happen to that server because because um, obviously uh, they've got no privileges. Any ideas how the um, how how it was compromised? Uh, or... um, well, we think. I mean, 
it's it it's it's really hard to talk about this because obviously people feel like they're having the finger pointed at them. Yeah, please. Um, like, so yeah, and, and and don't want to put anyone um, on the spot. For for my colleagues who are listening, I'm def- yeah, I'm not not pointing the finger. This but this seems to me what may have happened that we did find a link that was on the server. Um, that link where it was put um, must. Already, it must have been put there probably by an account that that was compromised already, um, because it was a it was a restricted well not restricted area, but it was somewhere that only uh, staff would be able to post, and that link was a um, it was basically a command that installs a bot on the server, so someone must have clicked on it it's bypassed all of the authorization and and then that that's what took over the server uh, and we're not sure we think it may have escalated privileges or it may have just used privileges that that the person who clicked on it had right but then uh whoever then got control of the server basically cleared off everything put a ver- um put on a um verify um link and started spamming lots of other groups with with links to join the discord and of course if anybody actually clicked on that link to verify the scammer then took their basically got control of their their account and uh, we understand quite a few people who have nitro ended up um having money taken from them horrible yeah um i mean they they apparently they've all they're all being refunded by discord um so yeah there's no harm to them i guess other than the the annoyance mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh, yeah what we think is it it was you know basically we were targeted because it's a big busy server and, uh, and it was basically criminal intent to steal people's money effectively yeah um, but what what gets me is that it took 30 hours for discord to shut it down and and not only that, but yeah it was costing discord money because they're having to refund people all the time yeah. yeah yeah and and it's just the mind boggles that they couldn't just shut that thing down straight away uh, and as far as we know they they don't have backups so um we're not expecting to get it back if we do get it back fantastic um and but we've got a, a more secure backup site ready to go so um well i'm sorry that it's happened it's been like all that anyone's been talking about on on a couple of the discords that i'm i'm involved in we've yep. been terrified trying to sort out how can we stop this from happening to us you know how can we make sure that our people are safe i've even reset my credentials and logged out of all of all devices just in case i had been compromised because like people are just f- afraid like people who own discourse if it can happen to you guys and that's why i say you guys are smart you already had it like well sorted out now you've gone at it full on nobody gets the keys the keys are in this lock room and only this one man who none of you know has the keys <laughs> like... I, 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 I have to say this but you know um I, I wouldn't say we're smart. We just got very good PR. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there are there are there are science groups, yeah, other science groups in in Elite Dangerous who are, you know, equally as smart as us. Uh, just, I'm not saying yeah. other people aren't <laughs> smart. Just because one person's smart doesn't make everyone else 
Mr. Thicky of Captain Thicktown of Thickville. It just means that, <laughs> no, that I'm giving you a compliment. Take it as it is. But we are, right. we, are, we are in the top one percent of all. You know, <laughs> <laughs> then you so, got a question. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say one one more thing. Um, so, if people are worried, the, the main thing is one: get two-factor authentication. Um, this is where you you use a little app um, and do follow all the steps. So make sure that you back up your um, emergency restoration keys. Otherwise, you could lose your account. Um, and the other thing is never ever use the qr codes to log in um especially if yeah if it's not through the app itself if you yeah if you use the qr codes that's that's the, the way they get in as as the thargoids discovered according to that tweet the other day <laughs> i thought was bloody hilarious even yeah you might think i, th I thought it was a bit painful but no it's, it is funny um <laughs> It's, uh... I hate QR codes. <laughs> they just like we 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 all learn, don't we? What a phishing attempt URL looks like in the browser. Like yeah, some bonkers place in deepest darkest um somewhere um slash BBC. Yeah, and you go, oh, it's the BBC. No, it's not. You can see all the other stuff. But if it's a QR code, you you don't have a. Cat and L's you don't know what you're looking at, yeah. Yeah, unless you can read binary in whatever format that is, unless your eyes are actual barcode scanners. Can't you read it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, oh, is it, is it just me then? <laughs> yeah, no, to, to be honest though, um, the problem is not really QR itself, it's the fact that Discord just basically goes off and does its thing without actually showing you what it's doing. And yeah. so, uh, you know, the, the, the problem is Discord's problem. It's not because normally when I if I use a QR code reader, uh, it shows me the URL. I get to look at it and decide whether it's whether it's safe to click on or not. But with Discord, it's like, oh, here's a QR code. I'm just going to go and give you my passwords. Now. Yeah, that never goes yeah, wrong. That, that's that's a fundamental design flaw. They should never allow any kind of thing like that to be able yeah. to send a, a, a completely different, you know, a third party essentially your session token it's just horrific design right ben you've got one quick question have you yeah i was wondering actually um God, what i i did have a question oh um uh, sorry all your again. all those medical pictures you had stored on our server they're gone too they're, so. they're all gone too yeah no it wasn't that oh god what was it if you lot stop blathering and let me actually try and remember what it was i'll and I'll, f I'll oh, it'll come it. back to me. I'll I'll come back to it and right. I'll remember it at some other point. I can't remember what it was now. It was oh okay. Oh, Just... I remember. I remember what it oh, was. Um, we, do we know? Yeah. Do we know? Okay. No, you don't. No. no, one thing that was I was gutted about is this whole thing has basically meant that our server, where I've usually been quite happy and you know encouraging people, please, if you have a Discord server, share it. Oh, and okay. we've had to go off and remove all that kind of stuff. Um, and only we can, you know, I know Ventura was like, well, we, we've still got seven people who are, you know, we, all the members of the Orange Sidewinder can go and do it. But as Ventura was saying, that's seven people too many. Mm. And, but it's, I think it's such a shame for that we're having to lock things up like that, which I'm gutted about. Well, well, the other thing that happened, of course, is it deleted all the images, and some of those images were linked to mm -hmm. other sites like the like the GEC, so some of the GEC pictures are gone and going to need to be recreated. Yeah. 
Right. Well, we're going to move on from uh, from the unfortunate oh, cannon incident. Yeah. Um, now, another thing that's happening next week, starting on the 16th of September to the 30th, there is Operation Reforge Aegis. Um, this is in the Pleiades Nebula. Um, the Allies of Justice of Aegis and Humanity are organising this. Um, Operation Reforge Aegis is a rallying cry for any remaining Aegis loyalists, fans or potential financial backers to rally behind the creating, creation of an independent Aegis through the Aegis Research Faction. Uh, this initial effort is a two-week focused effort to stabilise and strengthen the Aegis Research Faction in the Pleiades Nebula. After the initial push, anyone win wishing to remain to keep supporting them is encouraged to remain and keep supporting them with their efforts. Uh, the superpowers may have abandoned Aegis, but they, they are still those who believe in the cause um join us today so that's uh that is also who thinks this is a good idea and what have they been smoking <laughs> oh i you know i would probably join in with that to be honest um yeah that's that's basically a it's on the um uh player events part uh, of the elite dangerous website it's one of the the uh webs that they're the if the events that they're advertising. So uh, if you want to pop along and, and join in on that, they start on the 16th. Um, now, I've been contacted by the CQC Discord. Um, you know, the, uh, the people that prefer a bit of CQC action. Um, they have started a Thursday CQC Capture the Flag event. Uh, every every Thursday from now on, um, it will be running on the PC. It's going to be Horizons... 3.8 version only so that's the the base level so everyone's got that um and it'll be doing capture of the flag uh from uh six or 1800 hours utc to 2000 hours or 8 p.m utc and uh yeah so that's uh, that's happening uh more the merrier um also on every friday the the AXI are doing Finance Friday this this Friday, uh, which is Defend 42N Percy. Uh, so uh, they have a whole load of rewards lined up for people if they uh, if you want to take part. And there's also Swarm Sunday, which is basically anti-Xeno ships, small anti-Xeno ships for uh, everybody else. So um, we'll just quickly move on to uh, any other business. Um, now, I personally, I spotted Odyssey for half price on the Humble Bundle. Um, would that be of interest to anybody? No, because I've got this on everything. <laughs> but is that, if I didn't, is, then maybe. Uh, is that just on Steam or is it on any platform? Because um, I already have it on two of my accounts. I have a third that I don't have it on. So would that work for me with my third account? I don't know. I don't know what they've got it set up to link to. You also have to remember that Frontier allow you to you, you you bat your eyelids at Frontier and they go and say, Well, yes, we can move your account from here to there. I don't like to bat my eyelids at Frontier. I like them to do things because they're nice people. Well that that works too. <laughs> uh well or you could make an open letter. <laughs> oh god. I've only done that, that once. But well it was a video. I've only done it once and because it was really important to me. But um um, yeah, in other news, um, Star Wars Squadrons is on sale on Steam, which uh, 
is always a it's a fantastic thing to play. If you uh, don't have that, get oh, oh try that in VR Scorp. Oh, oh my is this God, the game that, is... that when it first came out, they said, "Yeah, we released this game, and we are never doing anything with it again." Yes, that's the one, and then they did a couple of things. I don't trust them. I'm, I'm sorry, that's me. That's yeah, me. fair enough, but it's still a bloody good game. You are it... flying a Tie Fighter or an X-wing. It is br- bloody brilliant. And I must admit, um, next to Elite Dangerous is the best space. VR experience I've got. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So for for basically for for eight quid, mate, it's worth it. Oh, um, quid. I bought it full price, but then when they said no, we're not doing anything else, I'm like, oh, but this is such a great platform. You could do things with. I refunded it. Mm. I just refunded wow. It. Oh, and like I said, pick it up again for eight quid. Play it in VR. Trust me. Uh, and finally, X4 is on sale on GOG for sixteen pounds instead of fifty. So. Yeah. So if it's um, heard, can somebody tell me about X4 because I've heard good things, but I don't know where exactly it lies in the scheme of stuff. Um, uh, it is a single player um, space combat trading piracy. My uh, builder. Yeah, it, you can do whatever you want. Uh, take some getting into. It's not mm. for the faint of heart. And uh, yeah, I think I've played X or X2 or something like that. Yeah. So but I never, I never. Guys, it's ego soft. Yeah, they, I, I never sort of continued on with them. I didn't play them for that much. I was going to say it, the X really, series has been around for years. Though, it, it has. Been, has. Yeah. I think I, I, I don't get on with X four, but I bought it anyway, and I bought all the expansions because I love the company and I want to support mm-hmm. them because I like what they're doing and I, I you like what they're it. doing, just not their game. I, I I just wish the flight model was more like Elite. <laughs> so mm. I've been spoiled. I yeah, I can get, I can understand that. By Elite. That, that, so that's that's what it that's comes. Not, it's flight, not their yeah. fault. It's not their Some fault. Some very quick breaking news as well. Um, Shatter Mage is telling us that OD is forty five percent off on Steam as well, so you can get uh, Odyssey for twenty one ninety nine dollars. Right. Excellent. Well, um, moving on from there, uh, does anybody else have any other business before I, I carry on with the shout-outs? Yes, Operation Consolation from the East India Company has begun as of yesterday and goes on for one month. It's where you can get free engineering unlock materials through the EIC trading post. There is a post that's been posted on Reddit, I think. Um, all you have to do is mention operation consolation when you place your order so if you have a commander or an alt or whoever who needs to unlock some engineering you know the place to be mm-hmm. excellent right well um quickly we'll go through the the shout outs as you know the the dex island have taken a well-earned break for the Dex Legacy. So uh, for those of you who are listening earlier, we've rerun some old Escape Velocity, which I haven't heard for quite a while. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. We're going to have to double check that link. People are complaining that it's not 
working anymore, but we'll, we'll sort that one out. We're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, so that would be Flight Assist, The Guard Frequency, and, of course, Loose Screws. Now, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And for those of you who are chipped in on the Twitch chat and the in-game commanders, who have we got, Ben? Myself, Chris, Mac, uh, Scorb, Miggles was around, Zorg the Borg, um, Misha Nagivanya, Commander Vader, uh, Vader was hanging around the bar, Alone Wolf was hanging around the bar, so yeah. Cyber Hunter, Black Knight 7607. Thanks for joining and keeping Ben company. We will just say special thanks, of course, also goes to Commander Tokuso, JN Tracks, and Alan Stroud, who have created music for this show. However, that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, email info at Lave Radio. Uh, hit us up at facebook.com slash Lave Radio or tweet us at Lave Radio. And you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash Lave Radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. And please do get in touch if you've got any questions that you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Uh, now, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out to laveradio.com slash live. So, thanks to Ben, brackets, pauses for Ben to reply and say goodnight. Oh, goodnight for Colin, and thank you very much for having me. You can have me anytime. <laughs> and, and, and people said this was a good idea. <laughs> right. Thanks to Commander Ascorbius. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks to LCU. Thank you very much. And of course, thanks to Mac Winston. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> and special thanks, of course, goes to today's tech specialist, which will be the Chris Mark IV. Thank you, Colin. You can have me on a free weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> Who said this was a good idea? Anyway, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. <laughs> if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Azimuth Saga, Part 8 
Unmasking the Witch. In our last episode, we described how an ancient prototype weapon using Guardian technology was adapted by the secretive scientist Salvation into a new superweapon that he eventually named the Proteus Wave. The superpowers gave him their unconditional support. Things were going pretty well for the self-proclaimed saviour of humanity. But evidence was starting to mount that Salvation wasn't all that he pretended to be. Could he ride out these reverses? Could he retain the support of the superpowers and of commanders? Could he deploy the Proteus Wave weapon to bring an end to the Second Thargoid War? The last gasp for Aegis, as it was suspended and then shut down, was Admiral Aidan Tanner's attempt in November 3307 to use force to get Taurus Mining Ventures at Hind Mine in Titori to reveal information about salvation. The conflict went badly for Tanner. He lost his megaship, the Musashi, to salvation supporters, and he was court-martialed by the Federation for disobeying orders and entering into a conflict without authority. The wreck of the Aegis megaship Alexandria, the loss of which led to the inquiry and the shutting down of Aegis, was discovered just a month later in December 3307. There were no survivors and all the cargo was missing. The logs recovered from the wreck suggested that the ship was sabotaged, perhaps to steal the valuable cargo of Guardian technology, perhaps to paint Aegis in a bad light. Logs recovered from the site suggested that someone called The Witch was responsible for the piracy. This is Captain Morales. The unidentified ships hailed us, claimed a problem with our FSD was detected just before the failed hyperspace jump. Someone called the Witch had arranged the rescue operation and spent a month tracking us down. I gave the order to resist. Not many of us had weapons, but my crew, trust me, we fought hard, but they were better equipped and well-trained. I managed to secure a rear guard as we funneled everyone we could to the back of the ship, towards the engineering deck. The main entrance is defensible, and the hatches have been barricaded. Bernier managed to grab a captive, too. I'll get some answers out of them soon. <sighs> it must be the Guardian artifacts they're after. They're the only items on board valuable enough to kill for... No. Slaughter. Four. The crew of the Alexandria took a captive who died with them after their attempt to escape failed. Captain Morales noticed something curious. The captive didn't give us much. Just a name, age, rank. Nothing about the organization that hired him. We roughed him up a bit, but he still wouldn't spill. The only interesting thing he said was after I warned him that the amount of Guardian tech his friends were stealing would probably attract Thargoids. The guy smiled and said that was the point all along. <sighs> anyway, we've left him tied up. The witch was also the person in charge of the cruel experiments of Project Seraph that were discovered when Hyford's cache was unlocked. The witch was associated with the 200-year-old company Azimuth Biochemicals, who the witch was remained a mystery. 
The revelation that the Alexandria had not been lost as a consequence of bad management came too late to save Aegis. This suited Salvation perfectly, making him the only remaining hope for defeating the Thargoids. He was making good progress perfecting what would become the Proteus Wave weapon, the weapon to wipe out the Thargoids forever. In June 3308, a truly astonishing set of logs from 150 years ago was uncovered at a previously unknown INRA base, Iraxan Lane, in the DG Canum Venaticorum system. They were found as a result of a tip-off given to former Aegis Head of Research, Professor Albert Ezro, by a former Project Seraph test subject, known as D2. The logs were recorded by a Dr. Caleb Witcherly of Azimuth Biochemicals, and they're worth playing in full, drawing together as they do so many threads. This is Caleb Witcherly, Vice President of Research at Azimuth Biochemicals. I've been assigned oversight of our work with INRA over the next few months. While the financial aspects of the contract are considerable, there is much to be gained from this new partnership. Enra possesses a number of remarkable talents with whom a positive working relationship will benefit Azimuth's continued growth. The opportunities of such a network will help establish a market lead over Pharmasapien. Perhaps in time, that second-rate company will learn its place in the broader picture. One can hope, at least. Azimuth's role in the anti-Thargoid initiative is encouraging, but... This ongoing war is tiresome. The resources spent on proving that humanity is the dominant species in the galaxy would be better served elsewhere. I find the Thargoids' persistent aggression towards us offensive. Enra's work may be the best chance we have to end the conflict. On that note, Azimuth will help the development of a biological weapon. We have several potential compounds which show some promise. Our expertise in biochemical research will no doubt prove valuable to the initiative. I'm eager to see what the future holds. A fortuitous development has occurred. Lady Luck smiles upon us. Our biological weapons research has shown limited success up to now. However, a research assistant of Enra has stumbled upon the incredible potential of a fungus, of all things. An agriculture experiment involving Thargoid technology revealed the fungus's highly damaging properties. I understand the researcher had to bypass his superior to bring this discovery to light. A weaker-willed individual would have disregarded the results as instructed. Fortunate for us, this man is made of sterner stuff. I expect the researcher will receive little official recognition, however. It's amusing, really. This man may have uncovered the means of ending the war, yet the nature of Enra's work will ensure that humanity never knows his name. The subsequent meeting about this fungus's potential for weaponization was enlightening. From the very specific wording used by lead Enra figures, I suspect that information is being withheld from subcontractors such as myself. Understandable, of course. Still, I have a strong suspicion that Enra possesses at least one live Thargoid specimen. I'm keen to witness a live test on Thargoid physiology. I'll spend the evening with my peers. It shouldn't be too difficult to persuade them that my presence would be beneficial for such a test.
The live Thargoid test was fascinating, to say the least. The new scar across my face is evidence of that. I arrived shortly before the test was scheduled to take place. As the fungal compound, now termed mycoid, was prepared, the Thargoid specimen broke out of its holding cell, the last in a series of escape attempts. There were multiple fatalities, and I am fortunate not to be counted among them. Medical treatment was a success, though my left eye will need further surgical attention. The creature was savage and difficult to subdue. One wonders how these mindless things develop the impressive technology they use. Despite my injury, I was ready to return for the introduction of the mycoid compound. The results were exactly as hoped, resulting in the Thargoid's demise. Some inner personnel have requested transfers away from the project, citing the ethical concerns of living test subjects. These people clearly lack the will to protect humanity by any means necessary. The mycoid compound has been approved for mass production at several INRA facilities. Azimuth's contribution to the manufacturing process has been noted. It now falls to my team to propose methods of delivering the compound to Thargoid targets. A missile seems the logical solution, though questions of mycoid containment and virulence upon impact must first be answered. The meeting with leading INRA figures has concluded. Final preparations of the mycoid weapon are underway at Tail Keep. The plan is to send a long vessel towards the Thargoid Hive ship that recently attacked Carmichael Point. Not many pilots possess the courage or the skill to complete such a mission. I suspect that a member of the Pilots' Federation will be required, given the challenges of this assignment. A list of potential candidates is being drawn up. I've reviewed the classified documentation related to the mycoid weapons payload. For such a highly secretive organization, Inwa's network security protocols took only a few hours to bypass. It seems Inra leaders anticipate the mycoid virus will inflict significant damage to not only the mothership, but also its occupants. The payload has been specifically designed to do so. While I approve of the decision to eradicate the many Thargoids on board, communication records reveal a convoluted discussion to reach agreement on this tactic. I wonder why the decision to strike a decisive blow against our enemy was such a difficult one. Earlier today, I secured a regular supply of progenitor cells. My recent brush with death served as a reminder of my own mortality. And there is far too much work to do in a typical human lifespan. The operation to fully restore my sight was a success, but has left my eye completely white. This appears to have prompted a new nickname among my staff some of who are now referring to me as the witch. The wordplay is amusing, I suppose, but perhaps such a pseudonym will have its uses. The mycoid weapon has been successfully delivered by Commander John Jameson. The brave pilot did not return home. A shame. I would have liked to shake the hand of a man who has contributed so profoundly to the end of the Thargoid War. Reports suggest that the remaining Thargoid forces are in full retreat from human space. 
Some Enra personnel are convinced this is a decisive victory from which the Thargoids will not recover. But I disagree. It is likely they will resurface in time. Too impudent to accept human dominance. We must prepare for that eventuality. Enra has served its purpose, but the cross-superpower nature of the organization leaves it vulnerable to corruption and politics. Azimuth is well suited to take up the mantle of protecting humanity against any Thargoid retaliation. Our rivals such as Pharmasapien cannot be trusted with this task. They lack the patience and the stomach for what is required. Only Azimuth, under my direction, will be capable of the necessary action to wipe the Thargoid race out forever. If I must be humanity's salvation, then so be it. If these logs were to be believed, then the person the superpowers have put all their faith in to rescue humanity from the Thargoids, salvation, was the same person as Dr. Caleb Witcherly of Azimuth Biochemicals, the witch who'd tortured so many people at Oaken Point and who'd ordered the piracy of the Alexandria with the loss of all 4,000 crew. Someone with an almost pathological hatred for the Thargoids, willing to do anything to defeat them, and who'd already been complicit in an attempt at Xenocide 50 years ago when Inra wiped out a Thargoid hive ship using the mycoid virus. Someone who was using Guardian technology to lure Thargoids to attack inhabited systems. Salvation was morally reprehensible, and the superpowers should have put some distance between them and Salvation immediately. But they were already too far invested in his plan to wipe out the Thargoids in HIP 22460 and end the war. The superpowers remained loyal to Salvation, even as he admitted who he was and renamed his faction Taurus Mining Ventures as Azimuth Biotech, the former research arm of Azimuth Biochemicals. Salvation had admitted his true identity, and he dodged the bullet. Despite opposition from some commanders appalled at Salvation's past behaviour, things were going his way. Preparations began for the Proteus wave to be constructed and fired in the HIP-22460 system. Nothing now could stop Salvation. (laughs) 